Hello, and thanks for getting on board with me for yet another Tech Doctor podcast. If you haven't been here before, welcome, and if you have, I'm glad you're back. This is the Tech Doctor, and this is the place where we tend to review and analyze accessible technology for people who are blind. And today I'm going to begin a series of podcasts about working with the Android operating system and the Nexus 7 tablet. As you know, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, I am very passionate about Apple devices and am very impressed with Apple's commitment to accessibility and the way that they have made their products work for people who are blind. I believe the Apple hardware is second to none in its quality, and I believe the way the hardware and software work together, because Apple controls both, provides the user with a really fabulous experience. Unfortunately, Apple products are expensive, and I know that in the community of people who are blind, an awful lot of people are either unemployed or underemployed, and budget is a big deal for all of us. The Android tablets and phones in general are cheaper than the Apple products, but my question really is, as a person who has no Android experience, and as a person who has no experience with a tablet other than the iPad, could I start from scratch with an Android device, take it out of the box, and set it up and use it with no sighted assistance the way that you can on an Apple product. So that's the approach that I have decided to take. I went ahead and purchased a Nexus 7 tablet. I'm recording this podcast on January 10th, 2013. And the current version of the Android operating system is called Jelly Bean version 4.2. It's been reported by a lot of people that Jelly Bean version 4.2 is much improved in terms of accessibility if you're blind and need to use a screen reader. I read the accessibility documentation that Google provides on its website for setting up and using the Nexus 7 if you are blind and need to use the built-in screen reader called TalkBack. And from that point decided to see what it would be like to attempt to do nothing more than follow Google's instructions in setting up the tablet. 
Before I could do this testing, however, I had to first find out where to purchase a Nexus 7 tablet. With Apple products, of course, it's easy. You go online to apple.com or you go to the Apple Store. With the Nexus 7 tablets, you can buy them from Amazon.com. You can buy them from Newegg.com. You can purchase them from RadioShack.com. Or you can purchase them from a video game store called GameStop. At least that's what I discovered. And I decided to purchase my Nexus 7 from GameStop. They are essentially priced at $199 for a 16 gigabyte model and $249 for a 32 gig model. And this is talking about the amount of storage that the tablet has. The uh, 32 gig model is only $50 more than the 16 gig model and you're doubling the amount of storage by going with the 32. So I thought that was a pretty good deal and I decided to go with the 32 gig Nexus 7. I found unboxing the Nexus 7 to be very similar to unboxing an Apple product. It comes in a very efficient small box just big enough to hold the tablet, a micro USB cable, and the charger along with a little bit of paper documentation. But when you open the box the tablet itself is right on top much the same way that an iPad is when you unpack an Apple box or, or an iPhone. So the unboxing was a very pleasant experience and the tablet was wrapped in screen protection plastic exactly the same way that an iPad comes wrapped and so it was very easy to remove the tablet from the box and remove the plastic from the screen a little tab that you pull to remove it and so I would have to give the Nexus 7 very high marks on the unboxing. The 7 in the name of course is because it's a 7 inch tablet about the same size as the iPad mini and it's actually a very sturdy feeling tablet, very solid feeling hardware. The entire front of it is made up of the glass screen. There are no buttons whatsoever on the screen, not even a home button. The home button is accessed by tapping on an icon which is one of the icons that's at the bottom of the screen. And so that takes a little getting used to because coming from iOS we're accustomed to having that physical home button. On the very bottom of the tablet there are two uh, connectors. 
there's a micro USB connector where you plug in the USB cable for charging or for connecting the tablet to a, a computer and to the right of the micro USB connector is a standard eighth inch headphone jack. The tablet uses uh, micro USB as opposed to the lightning connector that Apple uses now on its current generation of tablets. I much prefer the lightning connector actually. It's a sturdier connector and it can be plugged in in either direction. So you don't have to worry about whether you have the cable upside down when you attempt to plug it into an Apple product. That is the lightning connector cable. The micro USB cable has to be oriented in the right direction. And it just doesn't feel as solid or as sturdy as the lightning connector does, even though it seems to work fine and micro USB is common on almost all devices of this type other than the Apple products. There are only two buttons on the Nexus 7. They are located on the top right side of the tablet. Just below the corner on the side there is a power button and below the power button is a volume button. The volume button is a single fairly good sized button and you press the top of it to raise the volume and the bottom of it to lower the volume. So after getting the tablet out of the box and the screen unwrapped, I pressed and held the start button for a few seconds and the Google instructions for accessibility said to place two fingers slightly apart on the screen and hold them there if you wanted the tablet to start speaking, in other words to load the screen reader. So I held my two fingers on the screen and the Nexus 7 did indeed start speaking and it said that it was loading the screen reader and the instructions had said to keep your fingers on the screen until the screen reader completely gets loaded because there are, as I understand it, at least two components to the screen reader. There's a talkback screen reader that speaks information and there's an explore by touch component that lets you drag your finger around the screen and has the icons spoken as you cross them with your finger the same way that you can do on an Apple iOS device. So I kept my fingers on the screen as instructed but for some reason the screen reader did not finish loading and so I powered the tablet off and back on a couple times with the same results. I eventually kept my two fingers on the screen and tapped the power button and when I did that for whatever reason the accessibility feature 
finished loading and then from that point on I had accessible uh, speech where I could actually begin using the tablet. So the first thing that happens after speech gets loaded is TalkBack opens a tutorial that teaches you some of the major basic gestures that you'll need to use to be able to work with TalkBack and the Android touchscreen. I started the tutorial and started practicing some of the gestures following the instructions but must have inadvertently pressed by accident some sort of exit or finished button or something. I'm not sure exactly what happened but unceremoniously the tutorial exited and dumped me back at the welcome screen which is the place from where you set up the tablet. Fortunately you're able to go back and start the tutorial again after you have the tablet set up. It's available under settings, accessibility, talkback. You can do the tutorial as many times as you like and I've gone through it a couple times. and It's actually pretty good. It, it gives you a good bit of information about the gestures and gives you a chance to practice some of the major ones and I'll be coming back and talking more about gestures in a bit. Some of them are the same or similar as iOS gestures. Some of them are very different. So about the only icon that is something that you can select on this welcome screen is a start button. So I assumed that the start button was what I needed to double tap on. And yes, you do double tap to select an item in Android with TalkBack, the same way you do on iOS. So I double tapped the start button and the first thing that came up was asking me to select my language. English American was already selected so I was simply able to continue on to the next screen and to do that and to explore these screens you can flick right to move forward through all the elements on the screen and flick left to move backwards through the elements the same way that you do on iOS. So TalkBack does a good job of providing the information that is on the screen and for the most part does a good job of telling you what is selected and what isn't. The next thing that Setup asked me to deal with was getting the Wi-Fi connected and I was doing this setup at work where at the university we use a special 
brand of the WPA2 security protocol called WPA2 Enterprise. And with the Enterprise version of WPA2 security, you have to enter both a username and a password to get access to the Wi-Fi, whereas with the regular WPA2 security, there is no username required, only a password. And so there's just typically one field available where you enter the wireless password. But TalkBack displayed the screen with three edit boxes. And the only edit box that it gave me a label for was the username edit box. I don't know why it displayed three edit boxes and I don't know why the other two were not seen as being labeled by TalkBack. But I filled in my username and made a guess about which one of the other edit boxes was likely to be the one where you fill in the password and I got it right and the Nexus 7 did go ahead and connect to my Wi-Fi network. I will say that just yesterday I added a new iPad to this same Wi-Fi network and when I got to this point on the iPad the screen was read correctly. VoiceOver identified the username edit field and the password edit field correctly. iOS and VoiceOver did a little bit better on this Wi-Fi setup screen than TalkBack did on the Nexus 7. The next thing that setup asked me to do was to log into Google and I use something called two-factor authentication with Google and if you haven't heard of two-factor authentication it's something that you might want to think about it's a security strategy that anytime you sign in to your Google account on the web you are sent a text message to your phone with a six character numeric code that you have to type in on the website before Google will actually log you in and this is just for protection so that no one else can sign into your Google account without having access to your phone. What you have to do with a device like an iOS device, an iPhone or iPad, or even an Android device like the Nexus 7, you don't want to have to worry about a code being generated and sent to your phone every time one of these devices log in. You want them to be able to log in in the background and be able to do things like check mail and so forth and so on. The way this works with two-factor authentication is that you have Google generate a password for each of the devices that you want to be able to log in automatically. 
So I had Google generate a special password for the Nexus 7 and for some reason I'm suspecting probably user error on my part I probably forgot to click the done button or something the password didn't work Google didn't see it as a valid password or at least when I tried to use it to log in with the Nexus 7 Google kept telling me your username and password don't match but it didn't really give me any more specific information about the error than that and so I tried this several times and finally uh, eventually solved the problem by getting rid of that original password that I had Google generate for the Nexus 7 and generating a new one and for whatever reason Google was completely happy with that new password and immediately logged me into Google on the Nexus 7. So once you log into Google then if you use Gmail the Nexus 7 automatically starts downloading your mail or connects you to Gmail if you use IMAP which is what I use in, in my case and that is all very seamless you don't have to do any setup or anything Gmail just works at that point I don't use the other Google services that a lot of people use like Google Plus or Google Docs or any of that stuff if you did I'm sure that just entering your Google account information would get all this going on the Nexus 7 as well so by the time I actually got logged into Google in the background while I was working on getting logged in the Nexus 7 had downloaded an update to the operating system it apparently was an update to version 4.1 of Android and it popped up and TalkBack told me that there was an update available and asked me did I want to install it and so when I double tapped on the install button the tablet uh, rebooted and installed whatever the update was for version 4.1 then almost immediately it let me know that there was version 4.2 available to be installed and again I tapped the install button and Android 4.2 was installed once the operating system was updated I noticed that TalkBack was working quite a bit better and I really don't know whether the reason for that is that there were improvements made to Android that made TalkBack work better or whether it was more the fact that TalkBack wasn't working wonderfully during the time that the tablet was doing all this downloading of the Android updates so I'm not really sure which was the factor that made TalkBack a lot more responsive and seemed to be working better but it was quite noticeable so in going through this setup I obviously made use of TalkBack to read the information that was on the screen and I made use of the tablets on-screen keyboard enter information and I found that TalkBack works really well with 
the uh, on-screen keyboard and it does a good job of reading the information that you need from the screen to be able to complete the setup process. One of the real differences between Android and iOS that I discovered is that you do have to use a, a gesture to scroll the screen up to see more information. It seems to be somewhat different from the way iOS works in that regard. In other words, there may be more options on a particular area than than, you're, than you see when you flick around the screen and it's only when you scroll up the screen more of those options are revealed. I sort of discovered this the hard way when I went to settings and I was looking for the accessibility settings because I wanted to see what the options and possibilities were for customizing TalkBack and I couldn't find an icon for accessibility and it was only when I realized that I had to do a scroll the screen up gesture to get to more options that I was actually able to locate the accessibility icon. Next I wanted to see whether or not TalkBack was up to date whether I was using the latest version so I went to the Google Store I believe it's called the Google Play Store and I did a search for TalkBack it was easy to locate the search icon easy to type in the word TalkBack easy to execute the search and immediately uh, Google the Google Store came back with the results which the first option was the TalkBack by Google and the description made it clear that it was indeed the screen reader and it also showed me that there was an update for TalkBack so I told it to go ahead and install that update and it did and the tablet let me know when the update was installed and so I was then running the latest version of TalkBack along with the latest version of the Android operating system which as I said in my case here in January of 2013 is Android version 4.2. So at this point I've demonstrated to my satisfaction that I was indeed able to unbox the Nexus 7, go through the tutorial and setup process and get the tablet up and running, get it updated to the latest version of the operating system and use the Google Store to update at least one of my apps which was the TalkBack screen reader. In the next podcast I plan to review what it's like to work with more applications, especially the Android counterpart applications to some of my favorite iOS applications. I also hope to, in a future podcast, talk with some other people who have recently purchased the Nexus 7 
to get an idea of what their initial impressions are and how easy or difficult it was for them to get the device set up and running and did they require sighted assistance and so forth. Admittedly, I've had a lot of experience with these types of devices and I'm a pretty geeky person so I was able to do it but would it be easy or difficult for someone who's a more casual user of the technology to do it? I'm not quite sure. Since getting my Nexus 7 I have listened to the podcast from Saratech called That Android Show, podcast number 13, which is devoted to the Nexus 7. And it's quite a lengthy podcast, and they did a very nice job. The part that I found to be honestly the most helpful was a section of the podcast where Anna actually used her Nexus 7 and demonstrated some of the major gestures that are used and she did a nice job of demonstrating them and it gives you a good idea of what the gestures are like and I of course will be talking more about and probably demonstrating some of the gestures later on. I will say that a lot of the gestures are similar are the same as iOS gestures but TalkBack uses some shortcut gestures that are very different from anything that we use in iOS for example you swipe up then left to return from anywhere to the home screen and you swipe down then right to open up the notification center and I'm finding that the talkback gestures to be pretty doable but a bit difficult to memorize. I'm not quite sure yet whether they're more difficult to memorize than the iOS gestures or whether it's just because it's new to me. So I'll leave that in suspension for a while and not make a judgment one way or another until I've had more experience. I will say that I'm impressed with the Nexus 7 tablet impressed with accessibility and pleased that I was able to set it up and use it out of the box. We will get into more apps and more advanced features actually making more practical use of the tablet in future podcasts and then can better evaluate just where we are with this Android 4.2 and accessibility but I'm left at the end of this first podcast quite favorably impressed so if you have questions or comments or want me to discuss particular things as I go through this series feel free to contact me the address is techdoctor123 at gmail.com. And techdoctor is spelled out T E C H D O C T O R 
numbers123 at gmail.com. And until next time, so long from the tech doctor.